Michael Ballack played 45 times for Carlo Ancelotti's double-winning Chelsea. The German international won scores of major honours, but it wasn't until the arrival of Ancelotti for the players' fourth season at Stamford Bridge that he claimed a Premier League title. Michael Essien missed the second half of that glorious 2009-10 season through injury, but bounced back to become a pivotal performer the following campaign. Over the next 30 minutes, both Balak and Essien explain how Ancelotti took Chelsea back to the top. My dream is to bring here success. When Carlo came to Chelsea, what did he bring initially that was new? Because every manager has his different ways, not necessarily better, but what was new about what Carlo did? I mean, Carlo, uh, I always call him the mister. He's like a, like a father figure, you know, and uh, he kind of bring... Uh, uh, I mean, covenants into into our game, and he's always, uh, you know, give us the, I mean, the freedom to move around the pitch, and uh, I mean, his way of uh, managing was uh, was second to none. Kalu, Essien again. The shots on for Essien. It's three 0 Chelsea, and Michael Essien has uh, scored twice here for Chelsea. Carlo was someone who you could feel immediately a warm heart, but also, um, yeah, the Italian way of uh, very disciplined, you know, um, being focused. And uh, I felt trust from the first minute. Um, I felt the respect. But on the other side, you you realized he wants, uh, yeah, he wants that you delivered. Tanelka's cross. Oh, and Hutton didn't get there, and Drogbar did, and Lampard's following up, and it's been bundled in. And Michael Ballack was in there for Chelsea. And Chelsea go too clear. Carlo's first experience of the Premier League, wasn't it? You'd been in the division four years already and you'd won the Premier League as well. So did he talk to you about your experiences? I mean, uh, we, we mainly talk about, uh, you know, about football, about the game, about the tactics, what is, uh, I mean, expecting the team, expecting me what I have to do on the pitch and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, him being a midfielder as well, it was... Uh, it was more easier for me to, you know, to communicate and, you know, do, you know, do the job as as I'm told to, and 
you know, everything went perfectly. But unfortunately, you know, I could, you know, from I got injured in the in the middle of the of the of the season. But then when I came back, I, you know, I came back strongly, and uh, you know, he, uh, you know, <laughs> he pulled me straight into into back into the team. I was going to ask you about the injury actually, because you were hurt at the Africa Cup of Nations, weren't you? And you were out for the second half of the season. How was Carlo with you during that period? Did he maintain contact and keep you involved and feeling important? Yeah, I mean, uh, he, he sees me every day in, uh, when I was doing my rehab, and you know, he will always talk to me, you know, to encourage me, you know, to keep working hard. And he 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 knew he knew me, he knew my character, he knew. Uh, I'll, I'll be back stronger. So, you know, I always see him in the morning with a big smile and I will have a few chat and uh, I continue my rehab and I came back stronger. How important is that as a player? Because some managers will see an injured player and think, well, he can't help me at the moment, so I won't have much to do with him. No, Carlo, Carlo is different. Carlo makes everyone feels, uh, feels very part of the, of, the, of the team, of the squad. And... Uh, I mean, we are we are like a one a one unit. So I mean, he will he always have time for for everyone, you know, for the team, for for individual players as well. So he's he was very uh, very good and very positive in uh, in his way of managing. You talked about knowing your job in midfield for Carlo, but you played in quite a few different midfield positions, didn't you? In a diamond or playing deep or more attacking. So was his communication and his coaching always really good so you fully understood what was expected and why you were doing that job? Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, Carlo don't need to uh, say too much to me because uh, he, uh, <laughs> he knew what I'm capable of doing on the pitch. Uh, and for me, uh, you know, playing a different position, it was not, it was not a very big deal for me. You know, um, the most important is is for the team. You know, so I would I would do any job on the pitch for for the team, for my teammates to, uh, for the manager to win a game. So it was for me, it was it was quite quite easy. So he seems like really really tough from the first moment. You know, he he didn't have to show. That he's tough, or um, yeah, having some, making some treatments in in a certain way. So that was, uh, in a in a way, he was relaxed but very uh, dominant. And from the authority, he was he had this natural uh, respect, which which you could see. So you're saying all the players immediately respected him, did they? I think, uh, of course, because of his uh, career because of his name and I think also because um, you should respect always a coach, you know, and uh, especially when he's, a new, when he's new coming to, the, to a club and especially for a big club, I think there's always respect. But over time, over a period of time when you work with a coach, you, you know, you get closer and um, yeah, with all the difficulties they came along um, with results, with, with injuries, with pressure. I mean, it's a... It's not. It's never easy to handle a, a, a group like that, and uh, yeah, he showed that before at, at Milan for a long time, and even after now, um, the club he, he trained, he always had this natural respect, and um, I think this is something uh, because he is like that. He's he's 
that much uh, successful because uh, this natural um, speech, the nat natural instinct, the relationship with the players, the handling, uh, I think is one of his biggest strengths. His relationship with the players is something the Everton players talk about a lot. They talk about how he wants to get to know them as people as well. And in those early conversations he was having with you, was he also trying to find out about you as a person as much as a footballer? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt immediately that he trusts me, you know, and that's something really important in, 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 in these days, not in these days in general. As a football player, you want trust, you know, you, you want that your coach understands you um, and that's, that works with discussions, with interviews, you know. With um, yeah, with a close relationship, but not too close, because he's the coach, and and he decides how close a player can can be to him. That's that's a coach decision, and of course, the the players always want a good relationship with the coach. But in in the end, some of the coaches they like more distance, some of them are in between. So this is something what you have to figure out as a coach and as a player as well. And I feel felt immediately the trust. Um, he showed me and um, in my ability and that, of course, that gives you huge confidence, you know, and uh, this in the right way. And I think that's why it worked well. You mentioned Carlo as a midfielder as, as well. Did you know a lot about his playing career? Because a lot of players now don't even realize he played, let alone he won two European <laughs> Cups. And yeah, I, I didn't know much much about him before uh, before he came. It was uh, after he left, and I realized, oh, he was one of you know the big players in uh, in Milan days, and you know I saw some old uh, old uh, videos uh, games of him, and I was I was quite impressed. Yeah. <laughs> You scored more regularly playing for Carlo than you did under any of your other managers. Why was that? What was he asking you to do that meant you could contribute more? Uh, really, I don't know, but I think uh, I think it's just the the, the freedom uh, he always gave me on the pitch because he knows uh, uh, I've I've got the energy to 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 go to go forward and uh, you know I'm back into my position and stuff like that. So I mean, he he gave me the freedom and I was. You know, and our football was quite, you know, flowing as well. So it's, it, it was, it was very, uh, it was very good for the team, and me personally, it was very, very good for me as well. And I, I always have the license to to bump him forward and you know get a few goals. Could you always see as well how much Carlo enjoyed being on the training ground? He still says that's his favourite part of the job, being out with his players and coaching. Yeah, I mean, Carlo is, uh, I mean, he's always on the pitch, always uh, involved in things, you know. He's not like them uh, other managers who leave everything for the, uh, for the assistant to to control, but he's, uh, he's there 24-7, you know, every, every training session is there and, you know, he's, you know, he's always jumping into the sessions and, you know, you know, telling uh, telling us what to what to do, and you know, even something some simple things are like controlling the ball, how you you know you position your ball and your body positions and stuff like that. So he's he's always there, and uh, I see him. He's like a Mourinho type, you know, type of manager. Like Mourinho is always on the pitch as well. So 
it's, it's always good to, to see the managers around the pitch. It's interesting you make that comparison because I was going to ask you about Jose Mourinho because you had a very close relationship with him as well. Yeah. Not many people from the outside would look at Jose and Carlo and think there were any similarities, but there were, were there? They, they did have some things in common. Yeah, they, they, they do. They do have uh, things in common. And I mean, they have their way of managing, but I mean, there's some similarities in them. Uh, as I said, uh, Mourinho will be on the pitch 24-7. Uh, Carlo will do the same. and. You know, telling telling us what to do. I mean, like as I said, your body positions and stuff like that. I mean, we have big uh, top players, but I know sometimes you know, you know, this uh, you always have to come to the basics, you know, and and to add that into into your game. So I mean, them two, they're always on the pitch, always. I think one of the things Mourinho is best known for, or players talk about, is they. He makes them feel good and confident when they go on the pitch. Feel like they can do anything. Was Carlo similar? Yeah, Carlo was similar. Carlo was similar. I mean, the way he would talk to you, and the way he would talk to you, talk to you in a in a manner that you know, when you're on the pitch, you know, you don't feel anything. All you want to do is is to play for him, play for him, play for the team. And, you know. So as I said, him and Jose, they have uh, something in common. People were very surprised this summer, or a lot of people were, that players like James Rodriguez would join Everton. Did it? Was it something that you thought was perfectly natural that he would want to go and play for Carlo again? I mean, I, I was not surprised because if you've worked with Carlo before, anywhere he goes and he calls you, you cannot say no because you know the sort of uh, manager, the sort of person he is. So I was not surprised, uh, James. Uh, you know, accept to go to to Everton, and uh, you know, it's you, and as you can see, it's been uh, it's been a, it's been fantastic for 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 the team for Everton. So, for me, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, and hopefully, he can uh, uh, keep doing uh, his best for the team. His impact at Chelsea was incredible. You'd been doing very well, but you scored 35 more goals in his first season than in the previous season. So what did he tweak or do to affect that change? Well, he changed a bit the system, you know. Yeah. We played, he, he liked to play with a, with a diamond in midfield and because we had so many very, very good central midfielders, uh, he was trying to to build that as a strength of the club because before we played this 4-3-3 most of the time in, in different shapes but for midfield and especially as a diamond was was new and I, I remember Deco because with Deco we, we got a player who can also um, uh, play behind the, the strikers the two strikers with Drogba and Anelka we had center players or strikers they could play in the center so that's why 4-4-2 in a diamond system worked really well and um, yeah with me and Frank and Maka and Mikel and, and Sien so that was just to mention a few it was a, a huge strength of, of, of central midfielders and we were quite flexible in terms of position uh, but um, yeah he figured that out really quick so that was one of the biggest uh, change I think um, and yeah it worked well because yeah he, he, he read the squad really well and so that was a, uh, a change where we could take advantage of. 
he, he was obviously asking you to do a very specific job in that diamond. It was you and Frank Lampard, ahead of Michael Essien, wasn't it? So his instructions, very clear. He talks often about football being a simple game. So did he convey his message in quite simple terms? I think yes. Um, and I, the way I grew up in, in, in East Germany and to read or to learn football was, was really simple. And uh, it's not like in these days, you know, where the system stays a bit above the individual quality. Yeah. So that changed in the, in, the, in the last years a lot. So coaches have to adapt to that because there's a lot of coaches mid-age or a bit older, they, they grow up or they learn football also different. And they, they, the way they handle players or they get the best out of a player in, in a personal uh, uh, relationship or in a personal discussion to show them what I really expect from them. Not so much the system in, 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 in the first few, you know. And I think that's why, why Carlo uh, was successful. But also he's very intelligent, so he now he adapts to the new football as well. So and that's that's a strength of a of a coach to question yourself uh, how I can improve my game, how I can improve the relationship to a player. But we had that uh, really good intelligent players in midfield, and that and we felt that he doesn't have to to say too much. He gave us the freedom we needed in a certain way, but also. Yeah, in a structure, in, in, in a system, it should work. But we felt we had a lot of freedom under him. Joe Cole has it on the Balletti pass. Balak and Anelka in the middle. That's Balak and it's five! And the quality and pace of the delivery from Joe Cole makes it absolutely straightforward for Michael Balak. Don't think I've ever heard anybody say a bad word about Carlo as a personality. Everybody talks about what a warm character he is. But in football terms, he can be quite ruthless, can't he? And certainly your team was ruthless. I think you scored seven goals three times. You beat Wigan 8-0 as well when you had to beat them to win the title. Uh, yes. Um, um, yeah, what, what can I say now? Because uh, I think it has something to do with, with freedom and with the joy of football. So... Um, if, if players feel the, the joy and feel that the, the freedom, you you start to enjoying your football, and you don't feel you know after one to zero too much to uh, how you say to to sit back, you know, look for the result, yeah, yeah. finish the ninety minutes, look for the next or think on the next match. No, it's like enjoying football, and that's why I think. We also scored a lot, a lot of goals in that, year, in that year. How was Carlo before big games? Because you had some huge games. There was one, he said recently, his favourite ever Premier League game was when you won 2-1 at Manchester United late in the season. Was, did he, was he always the same, though, before games in terms of his manner and his demeanour? I think, yes, because, uh, you know, when it comes to tight or big games, you know, you, you need that kind of leaders in the dressing room and in, in your team it doesn't have to be always um, uh, uh, the coach you know the coach is a uh, in general is a the most respectful person you should have as a player because he's your is your boss um it's even better if, if there are players in the dressing room who also you know have this expression of, of calmness of confidence uh, in in a certain way and carlo yeah when it comes to 
situations it was it's one of his strengths you know to to be calm to be confident don't show nervosity because uh players are really really sensitive you know uh, this is something every player can read his teammate you know he sees him we we, we play together day in day out we train together every day so you know your your teammates and your coach really really well in terms of behavior body language all these small details players pick really quick you know and uh yeah carlo was especially and certainly in these situations he was one of a one of a rock you know like a italian confident rock calm rock he was he could change the voice you know the volume of the voice but in a nice way and that's and I don't have to explain, but this is one of his strengths. And so uh, that's really important as a coach, if you can deliver that short before the game, especially before big games. Carlo wrote in his book about a training ground falling out you had with Joe Cole one day. But did he leave you to resolve that? Because he does place that responsibility in players, doesn't he? Uh, yes, I also felt that he was not the kind of coach who solved the problem problems immediately himself. You know, uh, that's also um, was one of his key or his attitude or his his behavior as a coach. He let things go. If players solve problems alone, he was more than fine. Just if there was something over the top or where he had to maybe had to go in and, and, and talk about but yeah i felt that um as well because he knew he had he has a he had a big group you know with a lot of leaders with a lot of strong players and so uh, this is something where he immediately picked up i need to just to handle that group in a in a in a certain way like a like a father uh, talks to his kids, uh, you know, in a certain way. So, but yeah, sometimes we saw him a bit as in a father role because you can, he had always an open ear. But um, yeah, as I mentioned, um, um, he had this feeling exactly at the right time to step back or um, uh, raise his voice. Yeah. sounds like he had a way with people when he's being tough he still he keeps you on side because some people can go too far the other way and knock the confidence out of you by telling you you're not doing well it seems like Carlo has a very good way of being able to tell you but keeping you motivated at the same time sure sure I mean uh, he knows how to do with, uh, with both ways you know and that's one of uh, you know, that's that's what makes him one of the best managers. I mean, he will criticize you, and as a player, if you're honest with yourself, you understand what he what he's saying. It's nothing uh, very personal. It's not nothing very personal. But I mean, sometimes sometimes things don't go well, and you as a player, you have to you have to accept that and uh, try to uh, make things better. You know, he's known for winning so many trophies in his career. But how is he when there's harder times? In his second season, you lost the Champions League quarterfinal to Manchester United and missed out on the league because you had a bad run partway through the season. So how is he in those periods? Does he change in his management and how he deals with players? No, he was uh, he was always calm. He was always calm. He tried to 
you know, to motivate us, you know, try to, for us to work hard. But, you know, sometimes uh, those things happen in football, you know. You might be working hard and things don't go your way. And, you know, it's, it's part of the game. But, I mean, for me, he did uh, amazing, you know. I mean, his first season, he won two trophies for us. And, you know, it's it's not easy for a manager to come to... Uh, Come to England and you know and and do that as you as you as you know the Premier yeah. League is quite it's quite tough but I mean for me he did fantastic. The race went right to the wire, but after four years the Premier League title returns to Chelsea. Were you surprised how quickly he adapted and did so well in that first season because that was his first time outside of Italy. I mean, if, for me, I think it was uh, it was his way of uh, of uh, managing us and and the confidence he gave us. So, uh, I mean, every player will, will turn up in training with you know full of energy, full of happiness. You know, like players are happy to come to training, you know, to train and in the games we give everything and the way he will talk to us and. And as a team, as individual players, he gives he gave us so much. Uh, much confidence so it was it was more easy for us to to go to work for, for him you know just on a match day at half time for example did, was he one of those managers who said a lot or did he just a few short points and that was all no he'll he'll pick up a few short points and uh deliver it to us and you know tell us what what we have to do when we go back uh for the second half and you just have to listen and you know, and then you add your talent to it and uh, the skills to it and deliver. Was it one of your most enjoyable seasons of your career playing with Carlo? I mean, two trophies, so many goals, yeah. a fighting team. Yes, of course, because uh, I mean, we, we won the double and we won the league finally after four years. I, 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 my fourth year for Chelsea, uh, we came really close a few times, but in, in that year uh, we could actually win the trophy. It was, of course, if you win, it's always the most enjoyable yeah. uh, moment. I mean, we had, I had really good time before also under Jose or under Avram. We, we went to the final in the Champions League and um, even 2009, uh, we had some great matches in the Champions League. So it was always enjoyable to to play for that team but with Carlo as a player it's it's not just about winning always because if you play for a good for a great club you win much more than you lose of course and and it's sometimes it's also the pressure you know and, the, and you play against your expectations so until let's say four weeks until the end of the season you you like in the semi-finals and, and in the in the semi-finals or in the final of a way cup or Champions League and then it's all about this one game you have this big success or you finish second and yeah. and if you play for big clubs that's the secret and that's the thing where you start and until when or from what day i can really join i can really enjoy a season and it's if if you win and then you look back after years and then you think yeah this season was great because we won that last two matches as well, you know, and and um, that's why I think it. Of course, they were special. That is it. Everton have beaten Arsenal 
by two goals to one. It's a third successive league victory for Everton, and Everton are flying. They move up to second place in the Premier League. And just finally, you're still keeping an eye on the Premier League. I guess most of your attention will be on Chelsea, but keeping an eye out on how Carlo's getting on at Everton as well. It doesn't surprise me that Carlo does a good job and he gets 100% or more out of a, of a team. Um, and uh, yeah, I wish that with his experience, you know, that he can also create something special at Everton because that's what he did also at, uh, especially at AC Milan for a longer time, you know, and I think as a coach, you wish always you can work longer for a club these days, which is really difficult in these days. I mean, they've had a very good uh, uh, beginning of the season, you know, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they can uh, they can keep up to to the end, you know. Uh, I mean, they they've got a player, they've got a very good manager with them, so you know, hopefully they can deliver. You've been listening to Knowing Carlo, an official Everton podcast series. Download all episodes now via your preferred podcast app.